0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Pretty Little Persons Podcast with your host, Wendy Watts. Today's topic, addiction. What is your pretty little addiction? What is the thing that to date you haven't found a way to escape? Maybe because you don't want to, or maybe because it's just too dang hard, right? Okay, so let's talk about addiction. The cycle of addiction... Is typically described or defined by five emotional behaviors. There's an emotional trigger, and that usually brings about a craving, and craving leads to a ritual that you have devised. And then the using stage. And then the guilt slash justification. Hey, I deserve this, right? So I had a bad day at work. So that's going to create a craving for, well, I'm going to go have drinks or I'm going to go out to dinner or I'm going to have some retail therapy. I'm going to go to the salon. I'm going to do whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever your guilty pleasure is Um, or addiction. Now, low key addiction is not controlling your life. It's just really an escape a way to valve off correct but still if it's creating or stealing away any feelings of your freedom or it's causing regret resentment a buildup of depression you don't feel strong enough to handle your own life that you need this crutch in order to make you feel better when bad things happen. If you want to be stronger, if there's something out inside of you fighting this cycle that's happening, this repetitive pattern that's happening on the outside of you and you want to get control of it, then this podcast is for you. That's, that's the aim or direction of this discussion, so what's the root cause? Then we talked about the five stages, which are emotional trigger, craving, ritual using, and guilt justification. Okay, um, so what's the root cause then? Emotional trigger. In a book called Your Forces and How to Use Them, Christopher D. Larson wrote a poem called "Promise Yourself." In the first line, I am going to extract a quote. The first line is: "Promise yourself to be so strong." that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Boom, right? So here we go back to the concept of self-control and self-mastery. So if other people's behavior or the situation being, you know, if you're allowing the situation being the boss, i.e. the da- the bad day at work, okay? Uh, this person said something, that person did something, and now you are are in this reactive mode of I need to go alleviate my pain. I'm going to go to my favorite go to happy thing. Okay. Whatever makes you feel happy without spending time with a, a person, uh, it could be person, place, or thing, the addiction, right? Um, but the addiction itself is what we're focusing on here. Whatever you are using to make your feel yourself feel better. If that's not something that's, that's healthy, um, and that eats away at you when you have those spaces in time where you think about, um, what could I improve about myself? Then this is something that you might want to address. Okay. So let's talk about some imposing arguments or themes to addiction. A lot of people who are just low key addicted, right? It's not controlling their life. It's not destroying their life. They, they they're telling themselves, well, it's not harmful. You know, um, maybe you think that going out and playing nine holes of golf isn't harmful, but it's taking away from quality time with your family. Just using it as an example, not saying golf is the devil. Just using an example, if that's your escape, and now because you are having a cluster of emotional triggers that goes from playing nine holes of golf a month to nine holes of golf a couple times a week, you get the rolling um, ripple effect I, idea here. Okay, um, same thing with spending or emotional triggers. Well, I'm just gonna buy myself to feel buy something to uh, make myself feel better. But then when that credit card uh, rolls in, maybe all those Amazon packages weren't worth it. Okay, or when that cuts you short on your budget and now you're being restricted another way. That's when you realize the thing that you're using to help yourself is actually harming you. So that's usually the tipping point. And where your ego will step in, your ego is going to lean in and say, hey, you are not controlling this. This is starting to control you and starting to hurt. It is becoming, when your addiction starts to become the emotional trigger and cause you pain, that is when you will wake up and say, all right, I got to get control of this. I got to stop this, okay? And so typically then this is going to lead to making micro shifts, right? You'll go into sort of maintenance. mode. Well, I'm not going to do it as much. I can't quit cold turkey. So you're going to try to like to valve off. You may try to substitute it with something else. For example, going to use another low key addiction. Okay. Well, so I'm not, I'm going to shift from say drinking wine to Diet soda, or I'll, I'll replace it with some other drink I enjoy. That is, I enjoy the flavor, but does not harm me. It's not alcoholic, right? So you might shift from regular beer to O'Doul's. Just to start weaning yourself off, whatever it is, that's now causing you an adverse effect. I don't want this beer belly. I want to start working out. I like the taste of beer, but I can't, I don't want to deal with the side effects. What can I do, right? How can I have a modified enjoyment? Okay, so again, this is for people who are low-key, mildly, not, not full-fledged addiction where it's already controlling your life. You're spinning out of control and you're in that downward spiral of deterioration where you actually need rehab, recovery, like professional clinical help. I'm talking about the daily rituals um, that we may even call or disguise as life hacks Okay, and even share with friends so it feels socially acceptable and not realize how much it that addiction is really creeping in and starting starting to take a little bit more space in your life every time you do it, or the more often you do it, okay That's the level that that we're discussing in this particular um, podcast so again. Once a thing begins to creep in, once that addiction or that repetitive habit, that go-to habit that makes you feel better, starts to creep in and become the enemy of your desire for freedom and self-control of your life, that is when you're going to choose enjoyment and happiness over satisfaction of a baser desire. Okay? So how do we do that? We find choices that are healthier to replace the choices that have become unhealthy, okay? Or we we lock in a control measure that actually benefits us, okay? Why diets and budgets don't usually work is going back to uh, change, which we discussed in a previous podcast, um, where I mentioned the book called "The Switch." Okay, in order to affect long-lasting change, which now this also plays into a tool you're going to need in your toolkit to to manage any low-key addictions. All right, um, in the Switch, the metaphor is. The rider is the rational side. The elephant is the emotional side. And ahead of you is the directional path that you are shaping. Okay, if you don't have the buy-in of your emotional and rational side, i.e., the elephant and the rider, you cannot shape an effective directional path or way forward. Okay, so that's the the basic concept. If I boil the 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 book that um. That the Heaths wrote, uh, called the switch on, on making effective change. It all boils down to that. You have to have the buy in of your, does this make sense for me in my life? Am I capable of doing it? That's getting the buy in of your rational side, emotional side. Do I want to do it? In other words, if you are silk, so in, ensconced in the enjoyment of your addiction, your rational side is never going to buy in to the change. I don't even care if it's a micro shift. It's going to be like, nope, I really like my Bergen. Nope, I really like my golf. Nope, I really like... If your emotional side is so strongly tied to your addiction that you will not be able to, to adapt, uh, moderate, substitute, then you're not going to be able to shape a directional path forward. So you have to want to actually move out of the point that it's starting to become a little bit toxic it''s starting to creep in and take over a little bit too much of your budget or it's taken away from some area uh, other area of your life like quality time with your family the amount of money you have left in your budget to pay your bills um, a good night's sleep if it's it's drinking you know again when it starts to eat away at the fabric of the rest of your life and make and start to make that toxic that is when you are going to want to shift the pendulum back down to the lower end of the spectrum and say hey I choose this it's not in control of me all right so from a healthy mindset um a, a logical person is going to realize when change is necessary, when change is desirable. But again, the key components to making long-term effective change is getting the buy-in from your own rational and emotional sides. Otherwise, you will never succeed in moving forward. So you've got to kind of hack your own brain, hack your own life to get there. But if you can effectively do that, change is possible and maybe it means not even fully giving up the thing that you enjoy i'm not saying that's not healthy to have a hobby or the, we're talking about the point when it starts to cross over and become toxic that's when we would label it put it in the addiction category okay because now it's not just a some it's not just it's no longer just an option Oh, I could do this. I could do that. I could do that. Okay. I could go to the mall. I could go play nine holes of golf. I could go play some tennis. I could go do this, 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 this. Okay, fine. Or I could go have drinks with my friends, whatever. I'm talking about when it's no longer just an option, it's become your go-to habit. And that habit has now got you starting to spin tightly in a little circle that starts to feel like it's bringing you down a little bit because you can you can recognize the negative impacts that it's having okay so the point at which you start realizing the negative impacts that is when a healthy mindset is going to want to make a desire to shift out of that and into um control and self-mastery as a solution and you will get creative. You will devise substitutions. You will figure out a way to make sure that this thing is not controlling you. It's not taking away your personal freedom and your ability to enjoy life and do things in moderation, occasional indulgence. Again, keep it in that option category. Do not let it become your master. You reserve that space to be the master of your life, not another person, place, or thing. Okay, so that concludes our discussion of addiction as a pretty little prison. And whatever one you are trying to escape, best of luck to you. I hope some of the recommendations in this discussion do help, and we'll see you in episode five. Today's musical intro was provided by Toontank.com, and the artist is Omka, O-M-K-A.